thank you so much once again for joining us on the Christian Apostolic Center podcast. This is a podcast where we are endeavoring to be disciples who make disciples. I'm your show host here, Alex Spooner. With me once again is our own CC Pastor Brian Spooner uh, joining us on the podcast to have a good discussion on, well, you guessed it, discipleship, because that's what we're all about. And may I add, that's not just a local church thing. That is a Bible thing. Jesus said, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Pastor, I think this is one of the most important, if not the most important, biblical aspect and truth after we are born again of water and spirit, what the walking of a Christian believer should look like, discipling. Absolutely. This is a build, This was the building block of the early church, and I believe it will be the uh, it'll be the capstone, if you will, of the last day church. Absolutely. So, as always, please stay tuned and listen in. Well, welcome back, everybody, to another Wednesday evening of Bible talk, conversation, uh, what's going on in our world. Whatever might be the topic, I just sure hope all of our audience knows we greatly appreciate all of you tuning in, whether you're watching live right now on Facebook or via our website, because you can watch live if you don't have Facebook via our website. Uh, fun fact for the evening. Or maybe you're listening on our podcast. Maybe you catch up with our latest episodes as we release them. Uh, please go ahead. If you're watching, go ahead and share this. Pastor talked a little bit about this on Sunday, but it is very important that we share this post. Um, go ahead. Stop right now as we're talking, as we're doing a little bit of preliminary stuff and introductions. Share this. Um, post it. That will greatly help this message, this content, our page, get out, reach more people. And also, if you are listening to this on the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you get your podcast, uh, go ahead, download it, subscribe, and then go ahead and give it a rating, leave some comments. We greatly appreciate every time that all of our faithful listeners do so. It is a blessing. It is encouraging. Tonight, uh, with me again, well, actually, me with him. He was Pastor Hold Down held on the Fort last week, so thank you very much, Pastor, for um, kind of doing a great object lesson last week. I got to ask, and I maybe I'm the only one that's curious, how long did it take you to get all that stuff in here? Well, I don't know. We probably, well, I think when uh, Mr. Producer showed up it, i already had the room already cluttered up so oh, okay. he was he was dodging stuff so uh i don't know it, it took me a few minutes to get everything in here and yeah, i guess the real question is what was mr producer's thought when he originally walked into the room he, yeah he will never know because he, lo- he does yeah. not have a microphone yeah we, we we don't give him a microphone anymore we had to take that <laughs> away from him uh that was really <laughs> awesome i i had some um uh some people from uh faraway lands i'll say uh comment on on that episode is really awesome so we uh, that, that was really cool to listen in excited to be back on the podcast this week and really what we're going to talk about tonight this evening is a little bit about what you and brother matt actually kind of um as you uh, talked about last sunday as you wrapped up discipleship week which was a really awesome time that focusing on discipleship really every week is kind of discipleship week because that's who we are that's what we're that's what we're called to do be disciples who make other disciples um, and I, I got to admit, after you got done preaching, Pastor, I, I excuse me, during, towards the, the end, I remember leaning over to Sister Becca, and I, I made the comment to her, man, I really have to get these notes from Pastor when he's done preaching, 
because I, I have I have you know heard a lot of oneness messages growing up in the apostolic faith, but or excuse me, salvation messages, uh, the new birth experience. I've I've heard a lot of them, read a lot about it. Obviously, it's biblical, but the simplicity in which. Um, you delivered, you know, your, your I say your message, but you know how you delivered it and what you delivered it with. Right. I leaned over and said, "I got to get this this message." And it wasn't a minute later you held up this resource right here, Beyond Belief: A Study in Salvation. And, and if I remember correctly, as you told us, you read this verbatim, page for page. Yeah, I was um, when we when we were I was meditating and praying about discipleship it's one of the focuses that i think is important you made a statement that vision leaks and you you can't just cast vision once or talk about something once and expect it to just last throughout the year you have to keep revisiting it yeah. you got to keep talking about it and discipleship is something that we're committed to talking about um you know for a couple of purposes to continue to keep the vision fresh but also more and more to empower and to let people know that that they can disciple somebody, that it is that when God commanded it, he also enabled. And when we were, I was praying about it and I, I had talked to, I called, uh, you know, Matthew and, and told him my thoughts and, you know, what I felt about it since he's, you know, starting to, you know, he's heading up those discipleship groups and trying yeah. to, and trying to just kind of, you know, we're keeping a, a schedule of what's going on and kind of keeping a track, keeping track of what's going on so we can... Uh, we can gauge, you know, how successful we are being in discipling. And I, I gave him what I had felt, and I just had felt I'm going to read one of our uh, Bible studies. We've got a couple of two or three good, re- real good resources. Yeah. And I thought I'm going to do. I'm just going to read it word for word. And the reason being is so that when I'm done, all I have to say is, I just read this word for word, and anybody can do it. You can sit down at a table at a coffee shop, uh, even in a vehicle, and just go word for word with somebody. Just follow that down through the line, and you come to the same conclusion that we did on Sunday. You weren't the only one. I, if, I had, if I had one, I had a dozen people ask me uh, for, for that resource and said the same thing you did. Man, I was going to ask you for, them, for the notes until you said that it was in the resource. I mean, we handed out those resources uh, to children that were 12 years old, all the way up to some of our seniors who took some and had Bible studies and yeah. had calls throughout the week. Hey, do we have some more of those? I got something set up. That's and, incredible. Oh, absolutely. And that, that's the whole purpose of it, to empower people and to get them engaged. Well, now, did you know from at the beginning that you're going to wait to tell everybody at the end of the sermon what you had done and you know, instead of starting out with that? Um, it, was there a particular reason why you did that, or just yeah, because kind of build yeah, the suspense? Or? Yeah, because I, I I I've read those studies and even done those studies, and just reading through them myself, it inspired me. And I thought, wow, this is just this is spot on. This is great. And I thought, you know what? If I read that as though it was my sermon, sometimes people think that the, the pastor's preaching it or the preacher's preaching it, and I can't do it like that, you know. Yeah. And really that it wasn't about taking an excuse away. It was really about showing people the simplicity of the resources and the things that are out there to help get us started. And if I just read word for word and it sounded like it did, and you said, man, that really hit the spot. Everything was covered. Yeah. It's right there. You now have the resource to cover everything that I covered from a pulpit. And yeah. I think that empowered people. It gave them faith. It helped them to overcome some of their fears. You know, and, and really, 
for anyone that hasn't picked this up, obviously, I know we, we still do have some more, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah, we've got them, and we've, we've got we've, several. We've, we've, we've ordered them, and we, yep, absolutely. And, and this is only, uh, looks like 20, 22, just at 23 pages, um, and that's really, actually, the that's that's into the conclusion. Um, so really, you know, the, the, there's about 20 pages of a Bible study. How incredible, with uh, additional scriptures for study at the end, all from baptism, a formula for baptism, purpose, the Holy Ghost, um, just a lot of great resources. And then we also have another one here. I don't know if you mentioned this one uh, on Sunday, but this is just another salvation study. It says by Tim Waters. He's the one, same, the same guy that wrote the Beyond Belief one. Okay, yeah. so okay, so mm-hmm. same author. Looks like this right here is about the same. Looks like just uh, 20, 25 pages right in that wheelhouse. Really easy to read. You can carry this with you. This is thin enough. You can put this in your Bible without ruining the binding, actually, which is a great idea. Uh, you know, you carry your sword everywhere, and while you carry your sword, have a little uh, resource in there to help you um, locate those scriptures. And I, I'm going to go ahead and step out on a limb and say that as people begin to dive into these, as they begin to disciple, give Bible studies, you're going to be able to pretty much mentally walk through this without even needing this to where you're going to be able to hand it off to somebody else. Um, and, and this is going to be internalized, and which is really the a, a, great benefit to having this resource so uh, that's really awesome so everybody hope everyone obviously uh, based off what you said pastor everyone really kind of had the same thought i did and wanting those notes well they're available to us so please make sure you get those resources Uh, i don't believe they cost anything for anyone to get no no they're they're only a couple of bucks and if people want to donate or they want to buy some that's that's the church yeah the church has no problem with with putting those resources out there that's awesome so um so that that's definitely. If you have any questions about that, obviously reach out, to Sister Beck, or you know, speak to Pastor uh, on su- next time we meet on Sunday. In Jesus' name, Lord willing. So next, let's jump into. You mentioned Brother Matt. Um, obviously, he he got up there and he he was just from the shoot. He was a um, a force of passion. Yes, and an anointing there that just you know it's very difficult sometimes to not build up the passion, um, but jump right out there and just start ministering, start casting fresh vision, um, you know, if during for discipleship week, that was awesome. And I, there's a couple things in there that we, that I, I had written down here in my notes. I, I think, um, it would be beneficial to go back and look at and talk about. And I know there's a couple things you want to point out too, um, as far as three mindsets that he brought up, which was incredible teaching. Uh, one thing he said was, the greater the need, the greater the enablement from God. Now mm. that right there, that's such a simple, it seems fundamental, basic concept. But it, it you know, do hard things because God's going to help you do those hard things. And it's not in and of yourself. It's the anointing and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit that you have in there, uh, in you, God living inside of you, that's going to help you do those difficult things. And so I know discipleship to some people. Um, and to most people, myself included, sometimes it can be intimidating. Sometimes you can get nervous. Sometimes even with good resources, you kind of don't know what to say. And it can kind of seem a little bit beyond you, you know. But we know that discipling is not just for our pastor. It's not just for our discipleship coordinator. It's not just for our ministerial leaders. It is for all of us. It's a biblical command that Jesus gave to all of us in Scripture. And so um the greater the need, the greater the enabling it from God. I think that's something we need to hold on to as we endeavor to disciple day by day. Yeah, it doesn't matter what the it doesn't matter what the situation or the circumstance is. Uh, if He is ordering our steps, yeah, it, that's what, it right whatever there. He commands, He enables, and uh, that's where our initial faith has to 
has to come into. If he's called us to this, if he's commanded us to discipleship, then there are no qualifiers. Yeah. And I think the sooner that all of us, from me on down to everyone, just just refuse to grab a hold of a qualifier and then just simply put ourselves under the microscope and say, Lord, help me to be what you have designed me to be in the church, uh, making disciples in different areas and levels of discipleship. Mm. And, uh, you know, we're all going to have questions. I was talking with an individual just the other day, and I have found in my life that sometimes we're so afraid of doing the wrong thing that we do nothing, and therefore we don't learn anything. Sometimes learning comes through just simply stepping out in faith and saying, hey, I, you know, I, I, you know, I, I learned something that, um, uh, I, 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 I should have zigged when I should have, I zigged when I should have zagged type thing. <laughs> uh, when you're talking with someone in the store, you know, uh, there are things we learn in, 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 in reaching this world, but we cannot be afraid to do the wrong thing, especially when our heart is, 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 is being cautious and we really want to, we really want to obey God. Yeah. And, um, I think, I think, uh, matter of fact, I know that we are, God is positioning us for great, great things in these last hours. He's positioning us. And, and it, I, I, I think it's going to seem like a very rapid positioning, um, you know, on, on the, on the outside, but there's been a lot of things happening under the surface, kind of like a duck. Yeah, you know, you see him on top of the surface, all calm, but underneath, man, he's just a paddling. Like I think, in our hearts, in our in our internal lives, the Holy Ghost and the Word of God has been really working in our spirits. And when it manifests itself outside, it's going to look like something happened night and day. Mm-hmm. But in actuality, there's been a lot of things that have been changing in us. I think people yeah. are becoming emboldened. Um, uh, we're, we're, we, we even be, have a little bit of frustration with some things, and then that's okay. It can cause us, you know, tension is all right. Yeah, tension, kind of tension. is yeah. tension is what you know makes the sound on the guitar and the violin and all that stuff. And Jesus even put tension on his disciples when he yeah. said, "Hey, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves, and don't take nothing, don't take no purse, don't take no extra." Right. And so it's all right to have some tension, but don't be afraid to step out. So. Uh, Brother Matthew did a fantastic, Matthew did a great job. He started with the passion and the vision and, uh, and getting people to, you know, that, that excitedness of that, uh, that hunger and that drive to reach the world. And that's exactly what I, exactly what happened in that service was exactly what I felt in prayer uh, needed to happen and did happen. Yeah. Well, he said something that reminded me of uh, Craig Rochelle, who has a leadership podcast, it's a, it's a wonderful podcast. He wrote the book Dangerous Prayers, right, right. Uh, and he said something um, that you're usually or you're always. He actually said, um, uh, moving in the direction of your strongest thought. And Matt uh, kind of put his own words, similar idea. He said, your, "My vision is going to direct my actions." Yep. And so. I thought that was another really powerful point that he brought up before we jump into the three mindsets that he hit, which is the meat of what he talked about in that 15-minute time span. 
the, the vision is important and it's going to direct your actions. And so if you look at your vision, your thoughts, your desires, that's usually the direction you're moving in. That's a good taste tester for um, where you're at on the radar. What, what direction am I going? We In the pre-podcast recording, pre-recording, we I, I kind of mentioned something to you. Uh, how do I know is a question that I answered myself. I felt the Lord kind of laid it on my heart. How do I know if I'm, 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 I'm being a disciple and I'm making disciples? How do I know I'm, I'm, and I, I say this very uh, air quotes on purpose. How do I know am I doing a good job at being um, a disciple maker or discipleship? Because like you mentioned, we want to make sure that we're judging ourselves according to scripture. We want to know, see how we're doing. Um, you and brother Matthew, obviously talking, communicating, uh, making sure that we're we're definitely we're being effective. That's important. And so I asked myself, well, man, how am I doing? You know, how am I? We we talk about discipling. We talk about discipleship. We're, we're trying to cast that vision. We, we're doing a complete culture shift. It's been successful. We've been doing great. Like you said, there's a lot of things God's doing. I want to make sure individually, I'm a part of what God's doing here as well. And so I, I kind of asked myself, you know, how do I know I'm doing okay? And I felt the Lord kind of lay that scripture you brought up, that the core scripture of discipleship, follow me, I will make you fishers of men. And so really, it, it's if I want to know how I'm doing with this whole discipleship thing, first I got to see who am I following. It needs to be Jesus um, because that's only, I need to follow him. That's what Jesus said, follow me. So the first thing, who am I following? And he said, second point there is obviously I will make you, and I know you, you break that down nicely, and I'll kind of let you uh, you know, do that part. Um, but the second thing is who is following me. And so uh, if you're discipling, if you are a disciple who makes disciples, you're going to be following somebody and someone's going to be following you. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a title. You don't have to have a position. You don't have to you know, have some kind of uh, you know, ministry card that, that qualifies you or describes you know, what your anointing or gifting is. You just need to be following and having somebody follow you. And so that obviously looks different for each individual, but that's what we need to make sure we're asking ourselves whenever we want to, hey, where am I at on the discipleship scale? Well, who are you following? Make sure you're following Jesus. And then take a look behind you. Is anybody following you? And it doesn't have to be thousands. It doesn't have to be, is it one? Is there somebody following your example of Christ? Um, that's important. Yeah, you 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 gave the the core scripture of, of discipleship. You know, what does discipleship look like? Uh, Jesus said it. Follow me. Right. I will make you fishers of men. You know, uh, for anybody who's uh, familiar with sports, every sport, that is playing for something. Mm-hmm. Um, they have what's called a scoreboard. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason they have a scoreboard is so they know where they stand. Yeah. You know, if I'm looking up and I see the score and I'm down by three points, I know what I need to do. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> if if I if, if I'm down by three, I if I'm playing basketball, if I'm down by Drive three, for the hole and get t- fouled. Yeah, no, or, 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 <laughs> take, taking a two point shot's not going to get the job done. No, sir. Um, and so the reason I said that is because if we want to know individually where we are, then put yourself on a scoreboard. And what is that scoreboard? Follow me. I will make you fishers of men. In those three areas, 
we need to put ourselves on the scoreboard. Yeah, we need to look at the, those three objectives and then and then be transparent with ourselves. Now, evaluation or assessment is not judgment. Judgment is making the final verdict on something. Yeah. Well, that is the Lord's. That's His pay grade. Yeah. But when we assess one another, or we evaluate one another with one another, not in a judgment, and even evaluate ourselves, we can make if we're no, if we don't have a scoreboard. We don't, don't know, know where we winning, stand. Losing, I don't know if I'm being successful. And it's a very simplistic thing. But it's no more simplistic than what I did on Sunday, where I read word for word from something that was so right down the line, yet so simplistic for every single person to do. So you have to put yourself on the scoreboard. Follow me. Jesus made a statement in John. He said, um, where, where uh, did I write it down? Yeah, whoever serves me follows me. And where I am, my servant is. And so following Jesus, follow me. How are we following him? Are we actually following him or are we say we're following him? What does Jesus say about certain things? How did Jesus uh, lead? Jesus did not drive anyone. That's why it is so important for us to understand following. He doesn't drive. He draws. Yeah. And he draws what? to where he is for you to follow him. So put yourself on the scoreboard of following him. Um, Jesus is the, he's our Lord. He's our leader. Is he the master of our lives? Um, It's not mental ascent. We can't be a hearer of the word, but we must also be a doer. And then I will make you is transformation. There is never a time when a born again believer is not being transformed. If there is, we are falling away from discipleship. Mm-hmm. And so put yourself on the scoreboard. I, uh, the, the, the things that we do uh, in the church, Monday night prayer meeting, the classes, uh, the elements uh, course, the CDC course, um, different ladies prayer groups, so the things that are going on that we are doing at the church here that we feel are very, very important, those are all opportunities for transformation. Yeah, Are we taking advantage of those? Um, you know, you know, are we taking advantage of those things as we ought to, um, as we're able to, and we got to be honest with ourselves there. And then the last one is fishers of men. I'll make you fishers of men. Who's in your net? Yeah. You know, who have you got in the, who, who do you have your sights on? Who are you fishing for? Who's that one that you're working with? That one that you're praying for, that one that you're making a connection with, that one that you're trying to. Uh, be a friend to that one you're trying to comfort and you're trying to draw to. So we have to just make a scoreboard. I know I went on a little bit there, but make the scoreboard. Where do you stand on those things? And wherever I'm lacking, at least I know. And so I go, I know what I need to do. And where do I go? The scriptures to find the perfect example in Jesus Christ and the early church. And just simply like Brother Lee Stone King said, he said, I made up in my mind, I was just going to do what they did. I was just going to do it how they did it and just step out like they stepped out and, you know, the fruits on the tree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so create a scoreboard. Where do we stand individually with those things? Because we're doing it corporately. We're doing it as a church. Where do we stand with discipleship? How do we know if we're winning or losing if we don't know if we're meeting objectives? Well, it definitely brings the parable to mind of the the talents and the different things that the master gave his mm, it, mm. and it's always the person that decided to either bury it in a napkin or bury it in the earth who just kind of wanted to play for fun um 
uh, doesn't turn out very well for that person in the end because you know at the end of the day um, we are we want to be fruitful um, and we talked about that a few weeks ago but God's will is for us to be fruitful and we know it's to be disciples who make disciples and that's that's the focus there's a reason why that's the model for the introduction of our podcast so l- let's jump in if we can um, the three mindsets that brother Matt talked about last yes, uh, yes this yes. last Sunday mm-hmm. um, number one. He talked about an assumed outcome, and the example he used in Scripture was Jonah and Nineveh. Nineveh. I thought that was that was quite clever and oh, a, yeah. a very um, honest and and true example. Oh, a great, great, great word picture, great thing. Nineveh, no Jonah. I don't want to go there. They're they're skinning the prophets. They don't want to hear the word. This is what's going to happen. It's like excuses, really. It, it is. It is. But that is that's the great divider between us and the will of God. Our flesh, us, yeah. us, uh, we we are our biggest problem, and um, I loved it. I thought it was great to have that mindset. Don't just assume that they don't want it. If God's sending you to go somewhere, if He's directing you, He He, he has someone cross your path. You know, be sensitive enough to know, That's hey right. God, why am I here? You know, what's going on here, yeah. and then look for the opportunity. Yeah, and then just you know, step out, and you, you have to step out. You know. Yeah. You, you've got to do those things. And, of course, you know, Nineveh, Jonah had some fear. He had some, but God had a way of, uh, yeah. God had a way of saying, well, you can deal with Nineveh or you can deal with me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and it's a fearful thing, the writer the former, said, the to former. fall into the hands of the living God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just a personal example of that, at work in banking, I had an, uh, an encounter <clears throat> with a gentleman. He came in, and when you sit down to open a new account for somebody, you you can't help but you just kind of do a quick a quick scan. It's like okay, you know. And you, usually, if the person looks homeless, you're just you know they're looking for a checking account so they can cash their checks. You know, and, you know, no fees, stuff like that. Um, and I I would be wrong in assuming that based off someone's presentation as far as their clothes or you know what they look like, you know how their hair's looking or if their hat's all tattered. You you just don't know. I mean, just because that person doesn't have a suit or just because that person, you know, isn't dressed in the nines, you know, maybe just got off the tractor, you know, when he before he came to the bank. You, you can't judge what they have in assets, as the bank would say, based off of, you know, what they may mm-hmm. look like, you know, if their beard's scraggly and all that's kind of irrelevant. Sure. And I, I'm using a banking example, um, and I'll try to bring it back around here full circle to assuming because I – long story short, this gentleman was that example. He – uh, he was he he had very tattered up clothes, um, tattered up old leather jacket, you know, old old hat, um, kind of just um, you know, wrinkly old beard, and just kind of. It turns out he hit the lottery and he was a millionaire. And so, if I would have just assumed, like you know, what I know what you need, you know, let me just get you in and out of here, you know, get you your basic checking account, I would have been doing a complete disservice to this gentleman. And that's what we can't do as Christians, you know, an assumed outcome. Like you said, our flesh getting in the way of God. We don't want to do that. We we need we know this. God wants them saved more than we do. And uh, that's even for your family members, by the way. He wants them saved more than you do. He died for them. And we know it based off of 1 Peter that he's not willing that any should perish. So we know off the bat, the person that you're talking to, the person that you're bumping rub shoulders with, God wants them saved really, really bad. So much that he died. So know that going in and be open and honest with yourself and ready 
Um, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat of the fat of the land. So be willing and be obedient. Pray for those two things in your spirit every day. Okay, number two to keep moving. Prophets in a cave. Brother Matt jumped in. Elijah. Wow, what a great story that is not hit on too often. It's kind of like a passing fancy. Elijah's shooting, you know, some complaints and worries, and and we find out kind of later a backstory that they're all hiding in a cave for a little bit. Um, that that was a very interesting, cool point that he brought out there. And you know, interesting side note of that is it's the same time. I think it was Obadiah was a man who when Jezebel was, you know, destroying the prophets and killing the prophets, he was he hid 50 of them in a cave. Yeah. And, um, you know, Elijah uh, thought he was, you know, the only one and figured, out, uh, you know, here I am. And, uh, you know, we have pity parties from time to time. That's right. Um, yeah. And he said, hey, I've got, what's it, 7,000? I've got 7,000 in the land who have not bowed a knee to Baal. Mm. And the point being that in the cave and, we sometimes stay within ourselves. We stay within our comfort zones. Um, we we stay within the church walls. And we feel comfortable, as we've said before in ministering, we feel comfortable tending the garden. Mm. We feel comfortable working in the Garden of Eden and, the, and, and doing the things that we've are become are natural to us. But the Lord said, I need somebody to work the field as well. Yeah. If you want rain, then I, I need somebody to work the field. Otherwise, it'll overtake you. And so uh, we have to, we've, we've got, we can't have that fear. We've got to get up out of that cave. What are you doing here, Elijah? Get up, go anoint, go anoint this man to be king and then go anoint Elijah to be prophet in your stead. God's got, God's got work for us to do. God's got work for us to do. And he has a plan. He's got a, he's got a plan and, That's and, it. and he does not, <clears throat> he does not go. He doesn't make it up as he goes. No. He <laughs> He's uh, he's he's got a plan. He's an on time God, as the old song said. Okay, number three mindset. Number three, you talked slightly about this judgment, and in reference to the Gospel of Luke, when the disciples say, "Call down fire and consume them from heaven," and this is um, the desire for a final, quick judgment, um, not the not the judgment of perception, where you look at something. You make a snapshot judgment based off the circumstances that may or may not be accurate in all cases. But this is talking about final judgment. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I kind of pray this often. I ask the Lord, uh, you know, what spirit am I of when they wanted to call fire down from heaven? And, and uh, as Matthew brought out, uh, those in, those Samaritans call fire down from heaven and destroy them yeah. <clears throat> because they, you know, they, they didn't quite have the respect for the Lord that they thought they should have. Yeah. He said, you don't know what spirit you're of. When you look at an individual, uh, for our, I came not to destroy men's lives, yeah. but to save them. Yeah. And in the society that we live in, the spirit of the world is fight, 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 destroy, 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 silence, bring them down, shut them up. Yeah. That's, the, that's the way the Antichrist will rule. Christ doesn't rule that way. No, sir. Christ doesn't rule that way. And the law of the kingdom, uh, the prevailing law of the kingdom of heaven is not hate. Right. Uh, it's not It's not envy. It's not strife. No. It's love. That is yeah. the prevailing law of the kingdom. And so we are, when we look at someone, we have to really pray, Lord, 
what spirit am I of? Am I, am I angry over that person because they're bound by something that is binding this world up? Mm. Um, and we, I, I, we really have to pray. What spirit am I of? Yeah. I, we, we don't want to destroy men's lives. Uh, we want to love, we want to love them, uh, because mankind is not our enemy. Sin yes. is the enemy. Sin. And what's gone and what sin has done in their lives. And here was the difference. Jesus looked at him and saw compassion. That's it. He compassion. felt compassion. And when we look at somebody, do we have compassion for where they are? Well, they made their choices. They may, uh, be careful. Yeah. You know, how many choices did we make, but yet the grace of God has just so, so been so rich to us. We have yeah. to be very, very careful, uh, not condoning and not, not compromising, but man, having compassion, empathy and reaching for somebody. And then if they choose, if they reject it, Jesus said, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. Well, Matt, you said it perfectly. Cause that's the last note, last thing that brother Matt actually said to wrap up um, his 15 minutes of compassion is he said, you must have compassion to be a disciple and to disciple people. Mm-hmm. And he used that scripture in Matthew uh, where he, Jesus was moved with compassion on them, having as people having uh, sheep, having no shepherd. And it's after that, he sends them out obviously to lead them. So discipling, be a disciple makes disciples takes compassion uh, i encourage you obviously go back watch that on that sermon on facebook share it if you haven't posted or if you haven't that's important for everybody to hear um because there was a lot of great things to say please don't forget about these different bible study resources that you have available to you pastors anything before we kind of wrap up today that you kind of want to hit before we before we say goodbye no no i just just this is just to reiterate the vision and the passion of making disciples to know it's 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 about growing people. Um, I felt today. Um, I think we 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 pretty much nailed it um, when we got in the beginning part of this conversation um, about how do I know if I'm doing right? And you talked about leading. You talked about people following. We talked yeah. about the scoreboard, the simplicity of just simply being a doer of the word and not a hearer only, but to enable people and to encourage them to let them know you can disciple the Lord called us to disciple people. And of course, learning to disciple has many different things in it. There's great resources. We have resource after resource that you can take and read. It's scriptural um, that we don't necessarily have the time to cover all. There's several resources. We can get them to you and to help you. There's all kinds of discipleship materials, things that can help you to give you, you know, scriptures and, but ultimately you, you got to have the passion. You got to have the vision That's it. and you got to have the drive to want to, to want to please Christ. And uh, right now he's not walking the earth except, yeah. in, except in your body. That's so it. where are you taking him? That's where it. are you taking him? What, what, what of his words are you speaking? What are you doing with his hands? What are you doing with his eyes? What are you doing with his, his feet? What are you doing with his time? Uh, yeah, and so um, I I appreciate I, I love what's happening. I love what's happening. I love what's being with the transformation that's happening and the people that are growing. Fantastic time to be a we're we're in the kingdom for such a time as this. Absolutely, keep discipling all those that have discipleship groups. So, you know, maybe you're together watching this. Maybe you're catching this. Maybe uh, the day after, whenever you're catching this, keep discipling. And wasn't that I'm sorry to interrupt you. Wasn't that great? You know, we had the people that stood. You know, that we're yeah, in, yeah, in a discipleship yeah. awesome and in discipling and some who are not even in service on Sunday who are discipling. And, and my, uh, my vision, my vision, the Lord's vision 
is that hey, bring your disciple. We're gonna have disciple. We're gonna have a discipleship Sunday where we're, yeah. we're you know it, it's gonna, testify testimony service. Absolutely, it's gonna dominate what's going on because we are gonna celebrate when we are being obedient to the word to the word of God. We're gonna celebrate yes. those victories. Absolutely, people are coming out. Uh, being baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost, becoming disciples who make disciples, and uh, it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic time. It does Absolutely. my heart good to, to to watch God do the work He's doing. Well, we appreciate all of you guys tuning in once again. We appreciate Mr. Producer. Thank you very much for all those that work hard and diligent to put this uh, production together. Yes, sir. Um, there is a lot of hard work and effort that goes into it. We're we're blessed with great people here to keep this going. Well, Lord willing, we will see everybody this Sunday coming up. Obviously, pre-service prayer at 1030, Sunday school at 11. Pastor is going to continue to talk about spiritual authority, submission, um, leadership. What a great time we've had there. And we're going to have a blessed time again, Lord willing, on Sunday worship, 1205. We love you guys. Have a good rest of your week. Have a great night. Great night. God bless. Bless.